Be like MLK, and um, it really blows my mind because whiteness killed MLK. You know, white people killed MLK by way of whiteness in defending whiteness and defending white supremacy. So um, it's really baffling to hear to hear that, and it's, it's a large, grand scale, pervasive thought that a lot of folks think that is reasonable or something why don't you be like MLK white folks hated and despised MLK back in his day so it's like what do you mean be like MLK I mean like what do you mean a lot of times when, when a white person saying that to a black person they're being peaceful anyway you know there's no violence being inflicted none whatsoever so it's like what are you talking about technically I am being like MLK because I'm not whipping your ass it really just blows my mind when, when white folks bring that up because he was hated and despised for just simply talking. You look at what took place with uh, Colin Kaepernick, you already you already see that from there. Colin Kaepernick, he was like him, okay? Usually when a black when a white person says, you know, why don't y'all be like him, okay? Why don't you, why don't someone else be like him, okay? I'll say something like, you mean like Colin Kaepernick? And then reality sets in. They get all tight-jawed and silent and everything else because reality sets in. They hate black protests, period, period. So there is no such thing as, why don't you be like him, okay? It's, it's stupid, it's dumb. Another example of this is uh, Gandhi. You know, uh, white folks will say something like, why don't you be like MLK or Gandhi? You know, because MLK and Gandhi at the time, they were kind of like uh, intersected in their tactics for protest, so to speak. The thing about Gandhi that really blows the most is the fact that technically he didn't even fight for the dark skinned folks in his own country. They're, they're considered the untouchables. So uh, colorism within, in, you know, uh, South Asians is very, is very solid. You know, it predates white supremacy how folks in India treat darker Indians. Number two, number two issue of Gandhi is the fact that, yeah, he hated black black people. Exactly, Sean. Oh, by the way, uh, welcome. The second point with Gandhi is the fact that he was in a majority, um, his, his race or ethnic group is the majority in his nation. If Gandhi was in um, Jim Crow 1.0 America, if Gandhi was in apartheid America or in England, with 13% of the population sharing his skin tone, he would be probably just flat out dead, probably assassinated, probably lynched. He would, be, he would not be effective. If um, Gandhi would not be effective if he was in, in, in England, the United Kingdom, if he was in Australia, if he was in America, even if he was in Canada, Gandhi wouldn't have been effective. So, you know, white folks, please stop bringing up Gandhi. Jesus Hernandez Christ but you know Kato man yeah <laughs> I hate him like why do you why why keep on like why don't you be like that other Negro that I hate that we all hate no it's funny because 
only after maybe 30 to 50 years do white folks pretend they they manufacture a false appreciation for civil rights leaders. It's pretty it's it's pathological and it's, it's deeply frustrating because white folks, the ones who control everything in America, they'll create control all resources. They'll create a manufactured version, a counterfeit version of these heroes. What's up, Donnie Henry? Oh, man, you're not going to like none of this, man. Um, anyway, they'll create these manufactured versions of um, a select select a select group, a select set of individual um, civil rights heroes, and then recreate them like Lego blocks, recreate them the way they see fit. Then they'll put that in all our educational books and everything else. So it's like, yeah, and you have to do your you further research to find out the truth between um, folks like Martin Luther King and whatnot. Malcolm X's birthday done passed. You know, I wish I just said something on his birthday, but a happy belated birthday, Malcolm X. And um, one thing, one one thing I want to bring up concerning Malcolm X is uh, there's a reason why he's more vilified than Martin Luther King. Or rather, it's easier to it's easier to manufacture a whitewashed version of Martin Luther King over Malcolm X. Do you really want to know the reason why? Okay, well, since you insist. <laughs> well, anyway, the reason why Martin Luther King is easier to whitewash is because Malcolm X actually challenged white folks where they were. Malcolm X actually, actually challenged white folks more directly. Okay, that's the reason why Malcolm X is more vilified. You know, um, because technically, because if you want to know the truth, both Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were gun owners. So both of them were ready, both of them ready to defend. Malcolm X, in comparison to Martin Luther King, with Malcolm X, you will find far more interviews when he's talking directly to white people. He's talking di directly to white TV show hosts, white news anchors, and all these, you know, white media entities. You know, I don't see too many actual interviews with Martin Luther King engaging white folks directly. The same thing can be said about Muhammad Ali. I mean, I'm quite sure all y'all remember that one that one joint where Muhammad Ali is talking to a bunch of college white kids. He's like, like, you my enemy? You know, that one? Yeah, he's actually, yeah, Martin Luther King did, st I mean, uh, Malcolm X did stuff like that. You know, engaging white folks directly. It pissed a lot of folks off. And it's really is immensely difficult to whitewash a civil rights hero if they do that. I wonder who's going to get whitewashed out of this, you know, like... Like, maybe it's like the year 2050, you know, 2080. Who's going to get whitewashed? They're going to whitewash me? Is it possible to whitewash me? I think I do way too much damage for anybody to whitewash. I, I, whitewash me. I, I think that that'd be kind of impossible. Yeah. Why don't, like, a lot of times when a white person says, why don't you or why don't y'all be like Martin Luther King? <laughs> Sean said me. <laughs> Sean, I think it'd be difficult to whitewash you, man. I think it'd be kind of hard to pull that off. Okay, Donnie Henry. Donnie Henry stated that he admired Martin Luther King tremendously. 
always have. Donnie, I want you to elaborate on that one. I want you to elaborate on why you admire Martin Luther King tremendously, if you would like to. If you do so, I'll, um, you know, I'm going to word out what you're saying. You know, for the podcast world, this is Johnny Live, where I interact with uh, Facebook, Facebook Live and podcast at the same time. So, yeah, I will read out your comments and, you know, and we'll, we want to elaborate. We want to share this together, if you will. Yeah, Ken, Ken Brumfield stated he exposed their cognitive dissonance and there's nothing one will fight harder than anything or anyone that does that. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of times when a white person says or or someone deeply drenched in white privilege and whiteness, they say something like, why don't you or why don't y'all be like MLK? Nine times out of ten, that person actually is being like MLK as is. You know, there's no violence going on. There's no beefing, nothing. All right. So Donnie Henry stated, you know, elaborating on why he has tremendous respect for Martin Luther King. He says leadership against the grain, protest nonviolently. He has severe struggles internally, but always maintained his mission. Okay, so on your based on your logic, Donnie Henry, what do you think of the forefathers of America? You know, because they too fought a revolution. One one kicker is the fact that it was nonviolent. I mean, it was not nonviolent. So, what are your thoughts on um, the forefathers of the United States? That's my that's my question for you. Speaking of the forefathers, I'm alluding to something here. You know, white folks do not follow their own. They do not follow their own. Uh, similar. Okay, Donnie, can you elaborate on that one? White folks do not follow their own. They don't practice what they preach. Because if it's white folks fighting for any, fighting off, any, fending off any threat, fighting for their rights to freedom, like real or perceived, they will bring their guns out and commit to war. They'll commit to warfare. So, but who really does? Uh, but who really does what? Um, it's a your sentence is fragmented. But yes, though it's like when white people feel that their freedoms are threatened, whether real or perceived, they will commit to warfare do so every time. There's no such thing as an American white nonviolent response to anything. You know, um, the Revolutionary War was not nonviolent. The Civil War was not nonviolent. Um, shoving, pushing, shoving Native Americans like towards the West, Trail of Tears, that was not nonviolent. Um, Mexican-American wars, that was not nonviolent. Um, these statues, you know, like this perceived threat, these statues that are um, that are in debate, about to be taken down, these Confederate statues all over the South and also all over the United States. Folks are trying to take them down. Um, that's not a nonviolent thing either. If everybody shows up with a bunch of torches and stuff looking like uh, like a 1930s Ku Klux Klan rally, around a statue led by Richard, you know, Americanized Nazi Spencer. That is not, that is not a nonviolent protest. 
every time white folks protest, they bring out something that can cause harm, then they then they have the sentiment of, I wish you would. The funny thing about this is the fact that if a black person did the same thing, if a black person did the same thing like that one um that one rancher white dude, right? That brought their guns out and uh his name is Randy something or I've forgotten that ranch dude, rancher guy. They brought their guns out, right? And then they, they went like, you know, bitch, I wish you would. And any sentiment had a bitch, I wish you would sentiment. How whites be having, you know, there'll probably be a massacre. But whites, they show up with a bunch of torches, a bunch of guns, you know, all types of stuff. And it's like nothing happens. It's totally normal. You know, white folks are allowed to engage in violent protests or near violent protests while black folks are simply... Know that you know are prevented from doing so by all means. I want to see a white person be like Johnny Silvercloud. Why don't you be more like George Washington? Why don't you be more like like these white forefathers who who <laughs> who took up arms and shit like that? That's an ally. That's an ally right there. If <laughs> there's a bunch of white guys that showed up, like, look, dude. Why don't you, how come you're not, you're talking all this stuff. Why don't you be more like George Washington and, and engage in an actual revolution? I'd be like, hmm, you got a point. You sound like, you sound like someone I, I need to have close. Oh, by the way, you know, Johnny, here's a bunch of guns and bullets to, you know, I'll, you know, I'll help you guys out. That'd be great. I'd be like, oh shit. All right, let's go. Let's go. White folks be like, if the folks be like, you know, as a matter of fact, what we'll do as with my white friends over here, we'll serve as a meat shield in front of your your protest with with guns and stuff, and uh, ensure that the cops, if the sh- cops want to shoot you, they'll shoot at us first. That I'd be like, whoa, shit, man, Let, we let's get it in. Hell, the fuck yeah. Shoot, we'll lay down your life. You know, the meat <laughs> cops be confused. You know, there's like a bunch of white folks with guns and stuff in front in front of black protesters. As a matter of fact, you know, a lot of times um, when cops are engaging with protesters these days, they actually use um, like old Greco-Roman um, war tactics with those tower shields and stuff. They actually do. They actually, if you know anything about war zone, you know, like warfare historical warfare, whatever else, you know, you'll notice that like these, like riot police actually use Roman tactics because, you know, they kind of don't want to just flat out kill folks. They do want to, you know, push folks around. They do want to like melee the shit out of somebody. So yeah. So, um, one Roman tactic that I believe protesters can do, it's called testudo. And, um, in Roman, in Roman history, far as warfare goes testudo was this uh thing where they like they'll blow their horns and all the all the uh soldiers will take their tower shields and form like a turtle from with the whole formation the front guys have their tower shields facing forward whatever else and the folks like all the ranks like behind them will like put their shields upward so no one can rain rocks and arrows down upon that formation that's testudo for any any for some of y'all history buffs um we should do something like that. So it'd be like a white testudo. 
So when there's a, a formation, like there's a giant protest, tons of black folks, and you have some white folks there, someone's gonna someone should sound off a horn or a trumpet or something to uh like far as organization goes and all the white folks get up front just like that be like a meat shield and then those cops would be so damn confused they'll make your head spin they'll be like oh my god there's a bunch of white folks in this, in this protest I don't know what to do uh, uh, should we should we beat them up we can't beat them up they're white uh, can we shoot them can't do that they're white That that's that's what should happen somebody need to you know don't act like I coined it I don't care it just need to. I don't want. I don't want credit. It just needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, Floyd Bay says Spartan Spartan style. Okay, um, stop tone policing me, Don. I have not been following this conversation between Sean Scott and Don, but I will definitely say that you know I I would imagine that Don is tone policing and Don don't tone police. You know, um, I don't need. To, I shouldn't have to mention tone policing. You know, um, for those who deal with oppression and suppression and things of this nature, it is deeply upsetting. We, we, we should be allowed to speak in any range of emotion we see fit. You know, if I, if, if, if one word, if, if Sean Scott, Sean Scott stumped his toe, he will angrily yell, ah, ah, damn it, stump my fucking toe. No one bats an eye. It's like, well, shoot. He, yeah, if he felt that, he's angry. He sounds angry because he stomped his toe. That mess hurts. Well, physical pain is not the only form of hurt. Physical pain is not the only form of hurt. There is also uh, social psychological trauma, which also hurts, which is something that a lot of black folks are going through, to include myself. There is a such thing as racial PTSD. I have it, and I'm quite sure there's tons of other tons of more black folks who have it that is undocumented, unregistered, and not even thought of. So just in the same manner that a PTSD cat from World War II can say, fuck the Japs, you know, a black person should be allowed to say, fuck the cops. So there's something to consider there. Just, just, I'm just saying there, just a little, just a little bit of science. Allow, allow those who are uh, oppressed and suppressed by, by people and elements of power by white supremacy to actually voice out. You know, if Sean Scott stumped, bumped his, stumped his toe on this bed frame or something out here on that dresser over there, he'll be, um, he'll sound angry. But if someone attempts to remove voting rights from black people, we're not supposed to be angry about that? Or if somebody wants to, to uh, build walls to keep out people of color, folks don't want to be angry about that? You know, people want to more so subtract from from others. You know what? You know, Donnie Henry, you are a Trump fan, are you not? Well, I guess I just announced to to those who are listening that you are. Um, there has been this man in Bowie, Maryland, in a college. He was a lieutenant, a second lieutenant in the U.S. U.S. Army, if I'm correct, who's been murdered by a white supremacist. But just before graduation. Donald Trump didn't say anything about that, about a U.S. soldier being murdered by a white supremacist. Why? Would you care to elaborate on that one, Donnie? Like, what are your thoughts on that? You know, so you're, since you're, you follow Trump, I want to know if, uh, like, what are your thoughts on um, that situation at hand? You know, um, that's definitely something I want to talk about. 
forgot that guy's name, which is a bloody shame. But there's this, you know, a young guy. I think I think he was like ROTC guy. He um, was lieutenant in Bowie, uh, the, the college out in Bowie, Maryland, and he was just murdered by a white supremacist who wants to kill one random black guy. I want to know thoughts on that. I want to know. I want to know conservative thoughts on that because that's a that is a soldier, a U.S. soldier, murdered on U.S. soil by a flat-out terrorist. So, you know, as a Trump guy, you know, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want your opinion on that. How come Trump has not stated anything on that? On top of not ever pointing out that as an actual, a legitimate terror threat, because it is. Um. I guess Brian ain't gonna say anything. Yeah, yeah, how you doing there, Turtle Flare? Bannon. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is around 20-something minutes. I'm going to, uh, yeah, no, there's no responses fast enough in that, uh, in this right here. I'm going to, uh, bring this one to a close. I'm going to bring up, um, I'm going to, I want to do another one on religion. So, folks, stay tuned on this, uh, on my wall. I'm going to do another one back-to-back because religion is what I really wanted to talk about, but, but I got it off sidetrack by the MOK. So I'll state this right here. It's about that time. Thanks for joining us. Before you leave, if you like what you heard, click like, subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you go for your podcast. Do not let this be the last time we hear from you or you hear from us. Follow us on Facebook at Forsapio Foul. And if you want to be heard, you can always leave a voice message at 202-854-1996. Last but not least, be sure to check out us on AfroSafetyFL.com for everything pertaining to intelligent black thought. This is Johnny Silvercloud, the soul brother number one of a kind, signing out. Peace. Yo, Johnny Storm. How you doing, man? Um, I just heard this sound by uh, White Guilt, and um, yeah, uh, it's amazing and also very, very hilarious. Um, yeah, oh, and also, man, you are not a nobody. You are somebody. Like to me and to others, and you are not alone. There may be a few of us who are woke, but there's, there's, there's us black folks out there who are woke. Um, yeah, man, just keep doing your thing. Peace, blessings, and, um, and, yeah, and we're all in this fight together. So, just, uh, just keep going, man. Have a, have a good day. Bye.